0: Hello, this is Pastor Corey Ehrman. You're listening to my podcast. I hope it blesses, encourages, and inspires you. I pray that the Holy Spirit will touch you through this teaching. Thank you for tuning in, and God bless. I have a powerful word that's been stirring in my spirit, and um, I just kept hearing the number 10, 10, 10, 10 in my spirit, and I begin to um, uh, pray and then do some extra research and and I knew exactly what it began to mean but I'm going to share that with you uh, and this is in regards to us receiving our tithes and offerings and the offering uh, that we're going to receive this morning we're going to give to the Lord but I want us to pray first Father we thank you for your word hallelujah that the entrance of your word brings light and I ask right now that the Holy Spirit brings light to our spirits so that we can receive revelation knowledge that it's not just head knowledge, it's not just information, but it's revelation. And then faith comes by revelation. And we thank you, Lord, as we hear the word, faith comes and revelation comes. And we act on the word we have heard. We mix faith with it and we see supernatural results, supernatural results, kingdom results according to your word. Everything you promised to your people comes to fruition, comes to pass. Thank you, Lord, that there's an overabundance, an overflow in every single person's life under the sound of my voice today, as they hear this word in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Well, concerning the tithe, the word tithe actually comes from the word one-tenth, and the key number there is ten. Everyone say ten. Ten. Okay, just remember that number because I'm going to really expound on it. But we need to understand that mankind has fallen. How many of you realize mankind has fallen? Right? Mankind has fallen. And out of the fallen nature of mankind... In cooperation with the God of this world, which is Lucifer, the world system, the world system, a system has been created. A system of finances, a system of economy has been created. It's a fallen system, right? It's a fallen system. Jesus referred to it as the kingdom of mammon, the kingdom of greed and, and, and covetousness, unrighteous, filthy lucre. Everybody's seeking after filthy lucre, and the root of all evil is the love of money. I mean, we see all kinds of things going on in the world. I mean, if you don't realize we're in the last of the last days, I don't even know. I mean, what happened, what began to happen in Israel yesterday, you know, with Hamas coming in. And, and, and I'm looking at all the reports. Nothing like this has ever happened. And it's almost like they were allowed to come in. And of course, on 9-11, the Biden administration sent $6 billion to Iran, which funds Hamas. Crazy things are happening. They really are trying to set up and push World War III. That's all I'm going to say. All over the, they just create this chaos and they fund both sides of the chaos. And they believe that out of chaos they'll bring their new world order, which is the the rulership of the Antichrist, the last days rise of the Antichrist. We see, but thank God, you know we're gonna go out of here in a blaze of glory in the rapture, Amen. But I mean, it's crazy what's happening, and many are getting into fear. And there's such chaos. But we need to understand God is not the author of confusion. He's the author of peace. He's not the god of chaos. He's the God of order. And there is an order. And we need to understand that there is a demonic order in the world system. But there is a divine order in the kingdom of God. And we as Christians, we must operate according to the principles of the kingdom. And number 10 is a very important number when it comes to God's government, God's order, God's structure. So let me show you a few things. You need to understand that God did not create money. Okay, Man did in his fallen wisdom. God created seed time and harvest time. We see that right off the bat when in genesis chapter 1 verse 28 god blessed them saying be fruitful multiply as he created man in his own image and his likeness right to rule and reign and be fruitful multiply replenish the earth subdue it have dominion over all the resources of the earth verse 28 and verse 29 right away he goes and and he speaks to adam really gives him the very first discipleship lesson of creation he says behold i have given you seed For you, it shall be for food, and in the fruit of every fruit that you eat, you shall find seed. So seed time and harvest time was what God created. Everything in the kingdom operates on seed time and harvest time. Whatever you sow, that you reap. Amen. Whatever you sow, more than that you reap. Amen. And then when you sow, you reap. So these are the principles of seed time and harvest time. Now man, of course, in his fallen nature, has to be redeemed, right? We have to be saved. We have to be redeemed so that our nature is changed in the new birth to receive the divine nature of righteousness and holiness, right? That's what the new birth is. That's what happens when you're born again. Amen. You receive a new nature. How many of you realize that? Who has received the divine nature when they got saved and born again? Come on. Came into the kingdom, translated out of the kingdom of darkness, brought into the kingdom of his dear son. So it wasn't just that your sins were forgiven. It wasn't that you just got religion. Because some people say, you got religion, Corey? When I got saved, some of my friends came to me and said, you got religion, Corey? And I said, no, I didn't get religion. I got saved. I got born again. I got filled with the Holy Ghost. Come on, somebody. Yes. Amen. Yes. I got a new nature. I got the divine nature. I ran away from nature, uh, religion. I, I, I didn't want to have anything to do with, Amen. with religion. Amen. So praise God. Um, so we receive a divine nature of righteousness and holiness. Right? And we need to understand money is also fallen until it's redeemed. The Bible calls it filthy lucre, but that filthy lucre can be cleansed in a sense because obviously money doesn't really have any characteristic of its own. It takes on the characteristic of the person using it. In the hands of an evil man, out of the abundance of the evil heart comes evil. That's what Jesus said. Evil comes out of your heart. You know, It's not what goes into the mouth of man that defiles him, but what comes out of his heart. So your money becomes defiled when it's used for evil purposes. But that same hundred dollars that was used to buy drugs around the corner can now come into the hands of a righteous man or woman and be used for the glory of God and, and become a seed in the kingdom of God to produce a spiritual harvest to get people saved and to build the kingdom. Do you realize that? So it takes on the nature and the characteristic of the person that uses it. So when man's Nature is redeemed, it needs to reflect on the money and the finances so the money and the finances can be redeemed. But unfortunately, what happens is many Christians, they get saved, but their money never gets saved or sanctified. Because they still have the wrong way of thinking, they still do things the wrong way, they still operate according to the principles of the world, they don't renew their minds, or they don't understand that how giving to God actually is a way of sanctifying and redeeming your fi- finances. Right? I mean, look at this right here. Um, this, this scripture, Romans eleven and sixteen, it says, if part of the dough is offered as first fruits is holy, then the whole batch is holy. If the root is holy, so are the branches. Right. So if just a portion is holy, the rest is holy. And so that's exactly what happens. The tithe, the one tenth, when you bring it to the Lord, it it sanctifies and makes holy the entire batch, the hundred percent. The remaining ninety percent becomes blessed. Amen. Otherwise, it's cursed. Because money is cursed until it's blessed. So why one-tenth? Why the number ten? Ten is a significant number. First of all, obviously, the, the, the number one place we see the word ten is what? The Ten Commandments. The Ten Commandments. And what did Jesus say? If you've broken one of them, you've broken the whole thing. The, all ten. So it's not just one, it's all ten. Ten means all. Come on, say, ten means all. So the number 10 actually represents fullness and all of it. Even though it's one tenth, it's all of it. Because, right, if the, if, the, if the batch is holy, if the, then the whole, uh, if the lump is holy, then the whole batch. If the root is holy, then the whole tree. So it's, if the 10% is holy, then the 100% becomes holy, separated and sanctified and blessed. That's why Malachi said, Bring ye the whole tenth, see, the whole tenth into the storehouse, right? So that there may be food in my house. And then prove me now on this. God's like, test me. If I will not open to you the windows of heaven, pour you out a blessing that you will not have room enough to receive. Right? So you can see now the 10 represents not actually one tenth; It represents all. Why? Because, you know, 10 means all. Because even though it's 10% of your money, how many of you realize it requires 100% of your heart to give it? <laughs> you can't be 50-50 and tithe. You, you know, it's like it's like marriage. It's not 50-50. It's 100%, 100%. Married couples, come on. Can you say amen to that? You don't come together and go, okay, I'll give 50% and you give 50%. Together we have 100%. It doesn't work that way. You both got to give 100%. That's, that's in any relationship. So you got to give 100% to God. He wants 100% of your heart, but it's... Even if it's 10% of the income, it's still 100% of your heart because it's the whole, it's all of it. When, when, when all of your heart is not in it, then you're never gonna really give and you're gonna be always looking for ways or excuses and other things or, you know, you have to re- renew your mind to this. So the number 10 mentioned 242 times in the Bible has a very special meaning. It means authority, completeness of order, and responsibility because the Ten Commandments was man's responsibility before God, right? So what we need to understand is the responsibility the number 10 represents. When we are responsible with our finances, hallelujah, when we're responsible with our finances, then we come under God's blessing, God's protection. And also in the original meeting, Meaning, many Hebrew scholars believe that 10 indicates union or collection. Union or collection. Anytime we see a number in the Bible, it is meant to convey a specific meaning. For example, the number six is the number of men, right? Six, 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 the number of men. The Bible says it's a mystery. Well, what is a mystery? Mystery is revealed. Six, 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 I believe it represents the three dimensions of the kingdom of man. The one world government, the one world religion. And the one world money system that they're trying to build. That's the Antichrist establishment. Anytime you see a move towards one world government, one world religion, or one world money, now of course they want to do digital money that's tra- traceable and programmable and controllable and chip people, all kinds of stuff. I was just reading uh, yesterday that Bill, Bill Gates now has been put in charge of the whole new, uh, the global digital ID system. You know, th- these people are all in, in, in the whole cabal, okay? You need to understand that. They'll tie it into the whole vaccination, passports, money, da-da-da, and that's what they want to do. If you, don't, if you don't do what they say you do, then they'll just lock your money up. It's push a button because it's all digital. Now you, you know, No cash. You can't hide any cash under the, under the table. You know, you know what I'm talking about because cash, in a sense, still brings you freedom. So it's all about control. You need to understand that, but that's mammon. That's, that's, that's man's way. But we don't operate under that system. We operate in a system that's higher. Greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world, right? The kingdom of God is higher. At the the mention of, of the name of Jesus, every knee must bow on earth, in heaven, and under the earth. Hallelujah. And confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. So we operate in a different kingdom. But we've got to do it by kingdom principles. The number 10 represents one of the important numbers of the kingdom of God. God conveys... Very important messages and and revelations and meaning through these numbers. Number six is the number of men. Number seven is the number of God. The Holy Ghost, number seven, the seven spirits of God. Number seven is the spirit of perfection. God's, you know, number. Okay, number 12 is government, spiritual perfection, holiness. 12 is the number of government. So number 10 is mentioned 242 times in the Bible. Also has a special meaning. As I said, authority, completeness of order, and responsibility. So when we are responsible people, think about this. How many of you trust irresponsible people? If you know somebody is irresponsible, would you you let them use your vehicle? Here's the keys. You know they're very irresponsible. If if they're very irresponsible, would you let them just come and stay in your house for a a week when you're away? No. Why would we expect God to, to trust irresponsible people, believers? But when you are a responsible believer then God can trust you with finances. And I believe that's one of the reasons why we do not see an abundant flow of finances in the lives of many Christians or the church because there is a lot of irresponsibility. But when we are responsible stewards, then God can continue to bless us, amen? Amen. Because he wants to bless you. Make no mistake about it, he wants to bless you. That's his nature. He loves to bless his children. He wants to bless his children, amen? As much as you want to give good gifts to your children, would you give things to your children if they're not responsible with it? Why? Because you still love them. Do you understand me? So responsibility is very important. Hallelujah. Everybody say the number 10. Everybody say responsibility. Amen. In Judaism, the rabbis regard the number 10 as a cohesive system of smaller parts that combine... To create something whole. This belief is why rabbis regard 10 as meaning holiness, something holy enough as a whole. That whatever God creates becomes a resting place for his presence or Shekinah glory. So they believe that the number 10 was the way that God's glory was released. Hallelujah. With this thought in mind, we find two factors of the number 10. Are also four and six four is the number of physical creation six is the number of men put together ten indicates God's authority over mankind and the divine completion he has made that's why of the ten commandments four of them about God six of six of them are about men and then it brings it together you see that so uh, God is very very intricate in these numbers he, he loves numbers there's even a book called the book of numbers amen <laughs> And there's numerology all throughout the Bible. How many of you realize all the numbers and the symbolism in the numbers? Very important. We need to learn from them. Hallelujah. I know this is some teaching right now. Maybe it's not a lot of rah-rah, but I believe we are going to have an explosion of faith in this place. But we're trying to bring people to the place where they understand so they can be blessed. Amen. Hallelujah. So, Put together, the number 10 indicates God's authority over all of mankind and the divine completion He has made. We see evidence of this in Genesis chapter 1, which recounts the creation story and the phrase, God said 10 times. And God said in the creation 10 times. Right? Yeah. One example is Genesis 1, 26. Then God said, let us make man in our image according to our likeness. If we are in His in His in his likeness, then we need to operate by his principles, right? Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Genesis chapter one, God created 10 things on the first day of creation, and 10 things on the sixth and final day of creation. And he declared, all good and on the sixth day very good so God's divine order is good you want to see the goodness of God in your life you want to see God's good blessing you've got to come under God's divine order you can't do it your way and expect favor and blessing I mean the book of Judges Bible says you know everybody did according to what they thought was right and there was chaos that's what happens and then of course Israel was always under the dominion of their enemies. And then God always had to raise up this judge that would just bring divine order. And then victory and blessing and, and all of that, peace would come and prosperity would come. So when you do things God's way, there's peace and prosperity and blessing and order in your life. Hallelujah. So God's divine authority over creation and the holiness he placed... On it is clearly indicated where we see here, especially in in Genesis 1 in the scriptures there. I want you to also recognize the Garden of Eden was a holy place God created as a place for Adam to interact with him physically as a place of union. And then there was a tree there that he was not supposed to eat of. Amen. You don't eat your tithe. Well, i really having a tough month right now, so I just really need the tithe. It's not yours. That's like eating somebody else's food. It belongs to the Lord. Bible says it's holy unto the Lord. And guess what happens? If the 10% is holy, the 100% is holy. So when you bring the 10%, you honor God. As the Bible says, honor the Lord with the first fruits of all your income. Amen. Honor the Lord with the firstfruits of your income and your increase. What happens after that? Very simple. What does he do? What does he say? Then so shall your storage places be filled with plenty and your vats overflowing with new wine. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Who likes to have their storage places filled with plenty? Praise God. So that's, that's the result of divine order. When God's order is established in your finances, your storage places are filled with plenty. Your vats are overflowing with new wine. So if you're still struggling in your mind, whether you could tithe or give or bring your offerings to the Lord, you need to establish that because it's, it's the, there's a battle in your mind. And that's that, that doubt that has crept. That's the wisdom of man that led to the fall of man. And if you operate according to your wisdom, what? lean not onto your own understanding in all your ways, right? establish your works according to what god has so if you lean into your own understanding how am i going to make it through the end of the month if i bring this it doesn't make sense right it's not supposed to make sense it's supposed to make faith i had somebody come to me pastor the bible doesn't make sense to me i said it's not supposed to make sense it's supposed to make faith faith comes by hearing Hearing the Word of God, and when you're not just a hearer, but a doer of the Word, then you begin to see supernatural results. Because the the Word of God is supernatural. So God wants you to have a supernatural financial life. Not natural, but if you're in your natural reasoning, you're limited. And now you come under the prince of the power of the air. And there will always be financial struggle, because the world system is designed for people to have financial struggle, where the elite have all the power and the money. Just a cabal of 1% of the 1% at the top, they want to control all the money and everything. And they want people just to have a mere existence. And they even say it, there's too many people on the planet, eight billion is too many, we need to reduce them to 500 million people. They've been saying it for years. How many of you realize that? That whole agenda of population reduction. It's nothing new, it's not a conspiracy theory. Pull up on YouTube, world leaders literally talking about it at the United Nations, World Economic Forum, all of these places. They've been saying it since the 80s. There's an interview with Ted Turner, founder of CNN, saying it back in the 90s. Pull it up on YouTube. It's nothing new. This is nothing. This didn't, this didn't happen overnight. This stuff is what the enemy has been planning for years. It's his agenda, but God's got a plan for us. His plans are higher. His plans are to give you a hope and a future to prosper you. And there is such an attack in the area of finances. There's an attack and we have to attack back with the weapons of our warfare which are not carnal but mighty in God for the pulling down of strongholds which is the word of God, the sword of the spirit, the power of the Holy Ghost, the power of the spoken word, power of revelation, power of faith that will move mountains. Come on somebody, you can have faith that can move mountains. And the enemy doesn't want you to know it. The enemy doesn't want you to operate in that kind of faith that moves mountains. Do we have any mountain movers in this place today? Mountain-moving faith. Mountain-moving faith. If you shall say to this mountain, be thou removed. Be thou cast into the sea. it shall obey. We have the power of God's Word. We have the power of the Holy Ghost. We have the authority of the name of Jesus. The name which is above every name. Hallelujah. That at the mention of the name of Jesus, there is a divine interruption that takes place. The name of Jesus brings divine order. Divine order to natural events. They may say you have three months to live because of your cancer. But in the name of Jesus, we interrupt that. We cancel that. Pastor Merrick Huffton, a friend of mine up in World Harvest Church, Roswell, Georgia, north of Atlanta, 1994, he was given six months to live. Fire got hit him, burnt every trace of cancer out of his life. He's alive and preaching, jumping around. Right now, he's preaching in his service. How many years has that been? 30 years ago. We've seen so many miracles. Why? Because there's a divine interruption to the natural order of events and the natural order of events is a famine but let me tell you in the midst of famine when you do it according to God's word you will prosper in the same yoke you'll continue to prosper until you become very prosperous because you shall reap a hundredfold in the same year hallelujah so famines do not affect us what about this recession? Um, sorry I'm not participating it's not my recession there is no recession in the kingdom of God There is no recession in the kingdom of God. There's always increase in the kingdom of God. There's always blessing in the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. Another thing to understand, the Hebrew word for the number 10 is Eser. As it is written, it's very close to the word Osher, which means wealth. And they actually can be traced to the same root word. So the connection is why many people believe 10 is the number of, for tithing in such scriptures that we see, for example, let's go to Deuteronomy, uh, I'm sorry, Leviticus 27, 32. And concerning the tithe of the herd of the, or of the, herd of the flock, of whatever passes under the rod, the 10th one shall be holy to the Lord. So they would put out a rod and 10% and there would be cutting point that would be separated for the Lord. of the flock, the first part that would pass. How about this, Deuteronomy uh, 14 and 22? You shall truly tithe all the increase of your grain that the field produces year by year, and you shall eat before the Lord your God in the place where he chooses to make his name abide, the tithe of your grain and your new wine and your oil of the firstborn of your herds and your flocks, that you may learn to fear the Lord your God always." And then, of course, Proverbs 3 and 9, honor the Lord with your possessions and with the first fruits of all your increase or income. And, of course, we can go into many, many other scriptures. But I want you to see the number 10, how, how important it is, the one-tenth or the 10. That's why you, when you separate all of your income into 10 portions and the first portion is the Lord's, now then there is a completion and there is a divine order because 10 always represents all. So the whole thing will be blessed. Amen. And, it, and your whole life will be blessed. And I'm telling you right now, it's not just the area of finances either. You need to understand. You need to understand. Opening of the windows of heaven or the floodgates of heaven, God pouring you out a blessing. It doesn't just mean he's going to pour out money. He's going to pour out favor. There are certain things that you can have all the money in the world, but you can't, you can't make it happen. And he's going to... I mean, we know of people that, I mean, just under the anointing, God gave them a business plan. And then they established a the business, began to prosper. People have, you know, heard strategies from the Lord because the windows of heaven are open. The floodgates are, are open. And, in, and of course, in opposition to that, there's always a warning in the Bible. God saying that the windows are closed. The heavens are like brass because of disobedience or because of people not heeding the, the voice of the Lord. So then there's a closed heaven. But when there's an open heaven, I don't know about you, but I want to live under an open heaven. Come on, somebody. Who wants to live under an open heaven? Glory to God. There's nothing like an open heaven. Because let me tell you something about an open heaven. Open heaven is not just something coming down from heaven to the earth. Open heaven is also something from going earth to heaven. You're going to go. You need an open heaven to go. The day will come when somebody will come and they'll find the door closed. Jesus will say, it's too late. Where were you? We ran out of oil and our lamps went out. Oh, thou foolish virgins. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm determined that every single person under the sound of my voice is going to be informed, pre-warned. My job is to get people ready. Because I'm telling you, we're, we're leaving very soon. I mean, I don't even believe we have a decade. I mean, maybe the Lord will extend and give us a little bit more time. But man, it's right there. I mean, it's not even the last hour anymore. I mean, it's. It's the countdown clock is ticking and in the last minutes, we are in the last minutes and Jesus is coming back very soon, hallelujah and I want everyone to be under an open heaven so they can hear the trumpet sound and get out of here, amen and let the devil go to hell because that's his, that's his nature is hell and he's going to turn the planet into hell. He's going to turn the planet into hell. If you don't know it, read the book of Revelation, the hell on earth. And let me tell you, let me, I'll finish with this. Let me give you good news. Christian, this is the only hell you will ever know. For these wicked people, this is the only heaven they might even get to taste. <laughs> they think it's all wonderful. Ah, The day of reckoning is coming. The day of reckoning, reckoning is coming. The day of the vengeance of the Lord our God is coming. For us, it's the day of salvation. For them, it's the day of the vengeance of the Lord. So I know some of you get really angry and frustrated when you see what's going on. Just leave it. The Lord says, vengeance is mine. You wonder like, well, how come there's no justice? Why are these people still running around doing all their wicked things? Leave it in the hands of God. Forget about them. You just focus on your assignment, doing what God's called you to do. You prosper. You break through. You rise up. Amen. You run your race. Hallelujah. And you fulfill your calling. Let the devil and his wicked people go to hell. I don't really even care about that. Forget it. I'm not focusing on that. I'm focusing on the goodness of God. I'm focusing on the blessing of the Lord. Hallelujah. I've got my eyes on Jesus. I'm walking on the water. I'm not looking at the storm. I'm walking on the water of the supernatural. I got my eyes on Jesus. I got my eyes on Jesus. Hallelujah. Sounded like an old time. I got my eyes on Jesus. Hallelujah. <laughs> hey. da lavanda because the storm is gonna get pretty crazy. The winds will blow, the waves will come. You keep your eyes on Jesus, you'll walk on the water of the supernatural. You'll walk in divine order in the midst of, in the midst of chaos in the world, you'll walk in divine order, divine peace, hallelujah. Glory to God. If God be for you, who can be against you? If God be for you, who can be against you? What can separate you from the love of God? Angels? Nothing can separate you from the love of God and all things are gonna, I decree and declare over your life, all things work together for the good of those who love him, who call called according to his purpose. Come on somebody, say all things are gonna to work together for my good. All things are gonna to work together for my good. Hey, all things are going to work together I'm under an open heaven hallelujah I'm being showered showers of blessing showers of blessing floodgates are open because I'm in divine order I'm in obedience to the word of God. I trust him for my finances I trust him for the increase hallelujah glory to God I'm not looking at the world system the world doesn't, is not my, prov- the government's not my provider. The government's not my provider. There is a government, but it's the, it's the government of God. It's the government of God. It's the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. I want to encourage you and challenge you with these words today. If things have been out of order and you've been buffeted by circumstances and finances, get, get things in order make a decision to become a tither bring the one-tenth of all your income to the lord and get things in divine order in your life and 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 you'll you'll watch and see how the struggle will turn around and how the lord will begin to step in and now then blessing blessing will begin to operate in every area of your life not just in finances you'll hear god's voice there'll be peace in your home i mean a lot of different things will begin to line up i'm telling you right now Thank you for tuning into my podcast. I hope that you have been blessed. I would like for you to consider two things. Number one, subscribe to our show to receive notifications of our new podcasts. Number two, support our ministry of reaching the nations with revival by clicking on the link in the description or visiting our website, riverwpb.com. Thank you for tuning in. Look forward to you joining our next podcast. God bless you.